Welcome to the Sober Sidekicks Never Alone podcast, brought to you by the creator Chris Thompson, hosted and produced by Carl Fessenden. This podcast was created to highlight the stories and successes that make up the community that forms the Sober Sidekick. Chris built the Sober Sidekick because addiction thrives in isolation. We want to remind you that you do not have to fight this battle alone. We strive to bring you inspiring stories that will let you overcome your darkness and lift you from the ashes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Never Alone Podcast. All right, and welcome to today's episode of the Never Alone Podcast. My name is Carl, the host, and I want to welcome you to our show. If you're new to the show, um, welcome. Uh, We are doing a lot of great things here on the Never Alone Podcast, and we have a, a great guest lined up for you this evening. And if you are a return listener to the podcast, thank you very much for listening. If you guys can take a few moments and go on to whatever app that you might be using or if you're using a computer there is a way that you can go in and do a rating so i know on apple Podcasts, it's all the way down at the bottom it will say uh, give a rating and if you're on i think spotify also has that feature in amazon music so if you could give us a rating that would be great it allows other people to help find the never alone podcast and it will kind of move us up in the rankings. So on today's show, we have Trixie and Trixie and I were talking a little bit before the show. Um, she has 190 days plus of sobriety. So that is very exciting for her. Um, she is currently living in Texas, but was born here in California and I'm a California boy myself. So, um, we're going to have a great episode for you. So Trixie, I want to welcome you to the never alone podcast. Thank you. I appreciate the invite. All right. You're welcome. And, you know, I didn't catch it before, but you definitely have a little bit of a Texas drawl to you. Uh, that does not surprise me. Uh, a lot of people ask me that. And I work on the phone, so uh, where are you from? Where are you at? And, mm-hmm. uh, Texas. I do have that Texas accent. That's, yeah. You know, where I've pretty much have been raised, but born in California. Okay. Okay. And you said, uh, um, where are you living um, currently in the, te- what, what area of Texas are you in right now? West Texas. I'm in San Angelo, Texas. Okay. Okay. San Angelo, Texas. I had a boss that was from San Angelo, Texas, and they moved out here to California oh. and then they would go back and visit. And in fact, I think her sister still lives there because um, her sister would come and visit and, uh, Really, really good friends friends of mine now, um, but I definitely put that relationship through its paces, um, you know, with my addiction and now that coming into recovery and everything. So um, let's talk a little bit about your sobriety. And again, congratulations on 190 days. That's amazing. Um, I hope you feel as amazing as that accomplishment is. I do. I actually... Um overwhelmed with joy with these 190 actually four days today um it's been a battle i will tell you that um this is my third attempt Mm -hmm. and this is this is the longest one that i've actually held on to my sobriety and i 
honestly think that the sidekick has really been a true blessing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was just something that um, I was introduced to. I don't even honestly don't even know who shared that with me. But once I actually it was a meeting, an online meeting. Whenever I was trying to start over and and, and detox and clean myself mm-hmm. up, and I guess somebody had shared this with me, and um, I took to it. You know, the first oh gosh, several days was a struggle because um, mm-hmm. I guess I I had drowned myself in alcohol that. Um, it took me a little while to get rid of, you know, those beginning stages of the the sweats and the the shakes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am fifty year fifty eight years old, and um, whenever I tried to backtrack this, I think I had my first drink the summer of sixth grade. Mm. I did not know that that day was going to turn me into an alcoholic, mm-hmm. but it did. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, you know, thinking back and, and I work professionally in the mental health industry and I I talk to a lot of people and, you know, one, one thing that I like to open some of my groups up is when I'm talking to new people that have come into the group, you know, we, we all have these aspirations as kids. So Trixie, what was one of your aspirations as a kid? What was something you wanted to grow up to be? Well, I always wanted to be a flight attendant because I thought I would go travel the world. Mm-hmm. And um, a florist and a jazzercise instructor. Those were my three little things whenever I was a young girl. Nice. I thought I would, you know, take off to do. Um, but um, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay. I've actually been working in the insurance business for 20 plus years actually 23 years, and I will share mm-hmm. this part of uh, my story, that 23 years with the insurance, and mm-hmm. because of my drinking, I yeah. lost that job. Wow. And so now I'm at a lower pay scale mm-hmm. job due to my drinking. Yeah. And um, it tears me up inside because used to, I felt like, um, you know, if I went to the store or some, saw something online or I knew something my kids liked, it mm-hmm. was like, well, just get it. Yeah. Now it's like I can't do that anymore, and you know I reflect that that grief inside mm-hmm. me that says, you know, you did this to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, um, you know, and that, when I think back to that day, I took that first drink. Um, I was staying with an aunt and uncle because my mother was giving birth to my baby brother, mm-hmm. and. I guess they thought it was cool for me to party. Um, And so from there on out, um, my uncle that introduced me to drinking has passed away due to alcoholism. Mm -hmm. Um, I was one of seven kids, and I was one that never knew who my father was. Mm -hmm. At the age of 33, I finally found him. And when I did, I found out he was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Um, my stepfather that raised me was an alcoholic and it killed him and it killed my dad. Yeah. And this last year I lost my brother to alcoholism. So I told myself, when is this trend going to stop and what can mm-hmm. I do? And when I got on that sober sidekick, you know, and I had that struggle, I was looking at it every day and mm-hmm. all that feedback and that positive energy. 
Um, I think one thing that stumped me, I tried to do the meeting, the AA meeting, just walk in somewhere here mm-hmm. in town because I was trying to reach out for help myself. Mm-hmm. And I I would get ticked off because it seems like everybody there was to get their probation paper signed. Mm-hmm. And that did not make me feel good. I just felt like nobody is here to help themselves. They're only here because you know, the court told them to be, and they're rolling their eyes. They can't wait to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And I am striving for help. Yeah. So there was a lot of different things that I've done. I've walked myself into a rehab. I've walked myself into the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, this last time I just said, Trixie, you got to put that mind over matter and yeah. take charge. And when I found this app, it was very, very, very helpful to me because you know, there's people in there one day, 20 days, you know, a thousand plus days. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like, ooh, you know, I've been there. I know what it's like in those seven days. Yeah. And then, ooh, I can't wait to get to that, you know, one year mark. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a lot of support there. And um, that's where I'm at today, just uh, taking one day at a time. Yeah, that's, you know, and that's a really good approach. And, and Trixie, I want to say I'm, I'm very sorry for all the loss that you've experienced um, with um, uh, direct and immediate family members. Um, that's that's really hard. Uh, I've gone through um, some similar losses with um, my biological parents and um, some similar similarities with my adoptive parents, uh, not, not loss. Um, but with, um, you know, alcoholism and, and things of that nature. So um, my, my condolences and heart goes out to you uh, for, for those losses. And you're right, you're, are, you are able to make this change. You're able to stop the, the trend, right? To stop, yeah. you know, the, what, what has been happening with family members and your brother and, you know, and, and um, so it would be very safe for me to tell you and to probably make an assumption that when you had all those aspirations to be a flight attendant, to do jazzercise instructor, um, that you, you didn't put in, you know, being a struggling alcoholic in that grouping, right? No, I did not. Okay. Not even close. Right. And it's interesting to me because, you know, none of us really are like, man, that's what I want to be when I grow up. I want to be, I want to be the, the alcoholic or I want to be the, the person that uses drugs in a bathroom or, you know, whatever. But that's the power of addiction. And that's where the addiction takes us. And a lot of times we don't have or we feel we don't have any control over it. So your 194 days is a fucking miracle and i i hope you feel that way and i'm yes i'm sorry i just cussed I mean, uh but no that's fine i i clearly understand the language yeah but it's a miracle right every day it you is. wake up is a, is a miracle because you have one more day clean yes and it's 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 a blessing um mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I kind of think back sometimes like, man, today would be a good day to go do chicken wings and a beer mm. or something. And it's like, no, nope, uh, you know, I can't have just one. I've tried that in my, my you know, last several t- attempts. It's like, well, just one's not going to hurt me, but it mm-hmm. does. 
Yeah. I, I, I get on that bench. It's like once I start, start, I cannot stop. And, um, it, that scares me because, you know, I've, I've, I've lost a lot in these years and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have four children and 10 grandbabies mm. and, um, I love them all and they're, they love grandma and it's like, we have all this fun together. I'm kind of like yeah. the fun grandma. It's like, be silly. I mean, I'll uh-huh. get on the trampoline with them and stuff like that. <laughs> and when I started my binge drinking, it's like, um, I kept putting everything off. I wasn't showing up to soccer games. I was grouchy when they came over. Um, you know, my son is 40 and he's a firefighter and he's, ex-military so he's very straightforward and firm you know and he mm-hmm. will tell me you know that's bullshit mom you brought it onto your own self you know if you're not going to clean up your act we don't want to be around you man that was a jab in the heart but he was right um i yeah. i heard it but i didn't listen to it and then i kind of had that f you back mm-hmm. you know what then go on with yourself um and then you know i backtracked that thoughts and thought that is so horrible Trixie, because your family loves you. You have great times. We're a very close-knit family. Mm-hmm. Lots of hugs, hello, yeah. lots of hugs, goodbye. Mm. Um, and I was taking all that away and going down the drain um, with my drinking. So, um, anyway, that, that sobriety means the world to me. Mm-hmm. I have this little liquor store around the corner for me. I'd pass by there and pull in, and there'd be times like, oh, my God, I hope my kids don't pass by. I hope they don't pass by. And mm-hmm. Hurry up, give my little vodka, shoot, take off. Yeah. Come in, run into the house, take it to the room, hide it in the drawer, and then, you know, honey comes home. It's like, oh, hey, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's already going for my second pint. Um, no, um now I pass by that liquor store and I go, ugh. And I want to tell you this little thing that I think kind of helped with that. But I was hiding my drinking so much that one time I had made me a little drink and I was almost done with it. And I was standing at the kitchen sink drinking it. And somebody walked in, so I set it down in the sink like it was just a dirty glass in the sink. And... um Later, I finished that bottle, and um, I was like, dang, I'm out. I'm out. Oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, yeah, that cup in the sink. And so I ran to that cup in the sink, and I chugged it. And the grossest thing ever, it was like, had, like, dishwater shit in it. um, Mm. Or other stuff had already been thrown in there, and I didn't even realize it. And it was the grossest thing I ever put in my mouth. And that's when I pass by that liquor store, I think about that desperate drink that I thought mm. I found. And uh, so that's kind of one of my little things that I think of whenever I think of a drink. Like, Ugh, you remember that dishwater you drank? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can I can relate to that because I I remember that, you know, at the end of my addiction, I was I was using I mean it was a daily thing for me, right? It was this just like I needed this to just to survive. And um, it got to the point where it wasn't, the drugs weren't even really getting me high anymore. Like I, I had used yeah. that much and my tolerance level was, was that high <clears throat> and just thinking back and, and now I, I think back to it and, and I think back and I say, you know, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> like what, why was I doing this? But then I remember 
I remember why I started using, and I remember the, the kind of the pedestal that I would put using on, you know, and like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Or like, oh my gosh, everybody should try this at least once. Or, oh my <laughs> gosh, I can get so much done, right? We could I was solve- just going to say, oh my gosh, I can clean the closets now. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can do it. I can, I'm superhuman, right? And and it's it's so interesting to me now that now that I'm clean and now that you're clean and it sounds like we've really... I mean, turned our lives around and I get so much done in the day and the best part about it. And I I hope you can relate to this is that I remember what I did yesterday. Hell, I remember what I did last week, but before that, like it was a blur. Yeah. I totally relate to that. Yeah. Very much so. And, um, you know, just drinking, um, all my life, you know, just, you know, Mm -hmm. from, high school to you know first marriage second marriage and you know uh my best friend from sixth grade she'll you know we'll get on the phone sometimes and she'll say oh remember that concert we went to go see <laughs> yeah you know pat benatar and you know ben halen blah 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 mm-hmm. you remember when this and this happened i'm like um i remember going to the concert but i don't remember that yeah and it makes me mad inside because uh-huh. that was a fond memory of hers and and so Supposedly mine, but mm-hmm. I don't remember that. And even though that's years ago that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I didn't realize how early that had affected me um, yeah. in those memories of life that I have, um, you know, it was supposed to be going out and having a good time doing all this drinking mm-hmm. and drugging, you know, when uh, it was just tearing me down and making me, you know, which I thought was cool at the time, but yeah. I guess not. <laughs> Yeah, and and our brain is so resilient. Like I've I've started remembering things, and you know, and I've been I've been sober over five years now, and I'm still like catching memories. Like, oh my gosh, I remember that, and it was something like you know from ten years ago or something like that. And and a lot of those feelings and memories don't trigger me anymore. But I do recognize them, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay, you're right there, right?" And I can, I can see you, I feel you, and now I can move past that. And my, I feel that you know, I did so much damage to my brain from using that it's really taken me this long to kind of rebuild what I can in my brain. What's sal- sal- salvageable? Is that the right word? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. What what I can what I can you know save right so, um, and that's that's the great thing about our 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 brain is that it's able to make those connections for us and find different neural pathways for our for so that we can function and operate when certain neuro neural pathways are blocked. So that's that's one really cool yeah. thing about our brain, and um, yeah. I I just had a. a a doctor's um, uh, CAT scan done at the at the emergency room yesterday because um, I've been having some some pain down by my hip and they they did this CAT scan and the doctor was like oh you have this like mass which was four four point two centimeters in length and I'm thinking to myself I'm like fuck centimeters I mean that's almost like as long as an inch maybe a, maybe a little bit shorter than an inch. And I'm like, well, four inches. I mean, that's 
that's pretty big. And I yeah. remember the doctor yesterday, she was, I was, I don't know, this was like at 1.45 in the morning, you know, because I had, we waited in the ER for six hours and, and um, so finally, you know, they did all these tests and everything and they ruled out a bunch of stuff. They thought maybe it was an appendix or, you know, gallstones or, or maybe a hernia. Um, so all that was ruled out, thank goodness. But then she closes the conversation with like, oh, hey, by the way, so we found this mass in your, <laughs> you know, by, um, you know, in your uh, kind of not groin area, but kind of up from the groin a little bit. And she's like, um, and then back in 2017, it looks like they they saw this same thing. And Trixie, I'll tell you what, I was really, I've been really racking my brain over the past day trying to think like, did they fucking tell me about this? And like, I just don't remember. Remember it? Like, yeah. it's, it's so weird so to like, me. Oh, well, I'm Superman. It'll go away or it doesn't hurt right now. That's bullshit. Right. Because <laughs> I got clean in 2017 and I remember doing a CAT scan and I remember them doing the scan. I don't know if I actually went back and I got my results because I think I was still in my addiction. So, you know, we, we have these moments now where we can really take care of ourselves and we can be present for our family members. And it sounds to me like those are moments that you're really making and you're making them count for you. Yes. It's very important to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You know, seeing my, my, my kid's face and, you know, uh, my oldest daughter, you know, whenever I'd break down and have my binge and call mm -hmm. her, I, I need help. I need help. And she was always coming over here, bringing me, you know, Pedialytes and mm -hmm. soups yeah. and, um, you know, all these vitamins and come on, mom, you got this, you got this. And just seeing that on her face of like wanting to help me. And it's like, yeah. this is my daughter. This is what I used to do to nurture her when she mm -hmm. was sick with a cold or, you know, whatever it may be. And now I felt weak, belittled mm -hmm. um, um, within yeah. because... I couldn't, I wasn't taking care of myself and I didn't sure. allow myself to, to do that. So, um, that, that, um, being healthy mm -hmm. part again is, is feeling good. I've gained some weight. I am not mm -hmm. going to lie there, yeah. but, uh, you know, I'm fluffy and happy. <laughs> <laughs> fluffy and happy. I like that. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's going to be a, the, the, a new t-shirt. I'm fluffy and happy today and I couldn't, couldn't have it any other way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. that's that's funny you say that because i just started getting on this this t-shirt kick lately um and my um baby daughter i just bought a t-shirt uh, uh -huh. today she's going on a river trip but she is like the four the worst driver of the family she's probably wrecked four or five cars they're all fender benders just pulling in and da, 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 you know just whipping and go whip and mm -hmm. go and here we go and, and dent here dent there back into this and um Anyway, one day we're going to go garage selling or something or another. She's like, I'll swing by and pick you up. And I'm like, no, you're not, Trina. No, no. And she's like, Mom. And I was like, no. And so everybody kind of teases her about her driving. It's like, he's the worst driver in the family. And everybody points or looks at Trina. And then she'll pop off, well, did you die? And uh, <laughs> But did you die? So the T-shirt I gave her today says, but did you die? <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> So, yeah, I might have to get me one that says, uh, you know, fluffy and happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, I like that. That's a good tagline right there, fluffy and happy. 
So, well, all right, Trixie. Well, we're we're approaching the end of the episode, but I I always ask my guests um this question, and uh, I, I want to ask this to you as well. If you were sitting in a meeting, or maybe just sitting in a park somewhere, and and somebody sat down next to you and identified themselves, you know, if you're at a park, let's say they've they've for some reason they've they've identified themselves as somebody with one day of sobriety or maybe you're in a meeting and you sit down next to that person that isn't there to have their court slip signed or maybe they are there to have their court slip signed and they're sitting down with one day of sobriety in one or two sentences what could you say to that person that could sum up your experience so far with your journey in sobriety Well, uh, first of all, it would be you're not alone, and there are uh, groups, and there's help, and there's support. Um, set your mind over matter and make this happen within your soul so that you can uh, sprout with that, that, that cleanliness that you're striving for within. And, um, you know, there's all kinds of help out there, whether it's AA meetings or... Um, Our um, app, I just went brain dead here. <laughs> Our, um, I call it my sidekick. So. Yeah, sober sidekick app. or <laughs> Yeah. 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 Well, so, um, yeah, I, I talk about that a lot, too. Uh-huh. So even the people that's already been in recovery for a while and stuff is like, oh, my God, you know that sidekick app. But yeah. um, that was very helpful for me, and I would share that with them and know that the, they can. there's there's help out there. They just got to, you know, want to continue on and, and make it happen. It will change their life and their happiness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, Trixie, it's been so good to have you on the episode um, this week, and I definitely want to thank you for taking the time. I, I know that you, you got all done up with your hair and everything for for the show on, <laughs> on the internet, um, but we're having some internet problems today, so we're, we're doing it on the phone. Um, actually, I've been doing quite a few of the, the um, shows on the phone because our internet has been real spotty. We switched over to a new provider and um, I was in the middle of doing a recording, and, and the whole internet dropped, and so the whole thing dropped, and we had to start all over, and we were just right at the very end. So, um, now that's cool, and a lot of people don't like to do it that way anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said I, I kind of didn't, wasn't sure if it was going to be, you know, webcam or not. But either way, I didn't make my hair that big, so no worries. <laughs> That that sounds that sounds great. I'm just glad that you have hair to do. Um. <laughs> so, all right, Trixie. Well, I thank you for having me. Yeah, um, I appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, stick around. We'll talk after the recording. Okay. All right. Thank you. This episode of the Never Alone Podcast was recorded in studio by the Drunken Worm Podcast Productions. The Never Alone Podcast is part of the Sober Sidekick brand that was created by Chris Thompson. If you are in need of help, remember you're never alone. If you're in crisis, dial 988 for help. You can also dial 911 if you're feeling you're in a life-threatening emergency. Remember, you're never alone, and there's always somebody out there that can help you. Thank you again for listening to the Never Alone Podcast. This is Carl Fessenden signing off, and remember, stay well, stay sober, and live your best life. Take care.